Welcome to the Atlanta Startup Podcast. I'm Lisa Calhoun, General Partner at Valor Ventures. Our podcast is designed to introduce you to the founders, the investors, and the innovators that make Atlanta the top emerging venture ecosystem in the country. I'm really excited today to have with me Kristen Stafford, the CEO and founder of Vital4 right here in Atlanta. Kristen, how are you today? I'm great. How are you, Lisa? I am doing so well. I can't believe this weather we're having this summer. It is beautiful outside every day. So that really brings me up. Are you traveling as much as you did this time last year? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> right? Uh, everything going on in the world, that's uh, put a halt on uh, a lot of our our typical business travel. So just um, going with the flow, trying to follow all the rules and still get it done. So what's so exciting about Vital4, of course, for Valor, is that we are your brand new seed investor. And thank you so much for bringing us onto your cap table. Could you share with our listeners what is going on at Vital4? Why is everyone so excited about your growth? What are you building? Vital4 is a very unique um, global platform for compliance um, it's cloud-based, and um, we have a, a SaaS solution, and we have an API solution as well. So depending on the type of um, client that we're, we're working with, they have, you know, choices on how they want to utilize uh, our service. But um, we provide a service in several different markets. Um, really, anyone across the globe um, is in need of our solutions. Um, we have integrated... Um, artificial intelligence and machine learning into our data search solutions to bring best of breed um, information to try to help prevent fraud, um, compliance issues, um, hiring people who aren't who they say they are. Um, we, we just, with the data that we collect and provide, we can do just about anything when it comes to information and people. I feel like the time is really now for that kind of solution. I mean, with so many large employers committed now to work from anywhere policies, and I think everyone is starting to realize that that's a new reality that's that's not going to go back. Uh, having insights into that continuous monitoring becomes really important. Are you seeing an uptick in your business from, from new requests, or how are you seeing the continuous monitoring side of your business react to the pandemic? Well, I think it's different um, per market. And like I said, we're in multiple markets. Um, I think the pre-employment screening industry is a little slower to adopt continuous monitoring, one, because it impacts their revenue, um, although it should be their best practice. Um, in, in other industries and markets that we play in, um, like financial services, that was adopted quite a while ago and is part of you know, some compliance controls. So um, it really just depends on which of the markets we're playing in. Um, in the healthcare space, it is required um, through the Affordable Care Act. So um, most of the markets that we're in today do um, utilize continuous monitoring and it is a big deal for them. Um, and we're working on the pre-employment side to try to get them um, up with the rest of the world. So one of the things that continually came out in Valor's diligence around Vital4 was your depth of expertise in this space. And it's continually impressive. I mean, every customer we talked to was like, Kristen is a leader. Kristen is a visionary. Kristen is a... How did you come by that reputation? How did you build your skill in monitoring? Well, this is my second time around um, uh, being a managing partner of a company that started out... Um, 
the last company started out as a service company, but I saw a need um, for a data um, solution that was compliant with the data privacy laws in the U.S. And um, all of the um, providers out there did not have that compliance. And so for pre-employment screening, there really wasn't a solution. So although you had the LexisNexis and the Thomson Reuters and the RDC and Dow Jones, there was not a solution that fit their landscape. So um, I didn't, you know, I've always been in, in technology and the software development lifecycle, um, but um, really dug into design and, and making sure that what I helped our company develop um, met the needs of our, our client base. And so taking that and realizing that there's such a huge need for that same data all over the world for multiple uh, compliance um, requirements, um, you know, it, it just was like a light bulb and I loved it and I respect it. And so it's really easy to give something like that your all. And I think that's what um, brought me where I am today. So when you were first building the company, what was, what was your sense of version one? Take us back to your earliest days. I mean, you had a lot of passion around the industry. How did you land your first customers? I mean, we have a lot of founders, people who are thinking about launching their first business. And I'd love to hear us go back to that time for you. And how did you get it off the ground, get it to customers one, two, and three? Well, we were lucky because um, of the last gig that I had, I had developed some really strong relationships with some Fortune 500 companies that um, provide global solutions. And, and besides my expertise um, in that area, um, what I was able to accomplish with being the first um, FCRA compliance solution in that market um, developed a lot of trust um, in my knowledge of compliance and, um, you know, developed a lot of great relationships that I was able to lean on as soon as I tried to um, start this up. So I was very lucky that I had all of that in my history and could just pick up the phone and say, okay, I'm here. This is what I've done so far. Please join me. And luckily um, they all did and, and they're all still with me. So I'm, I must be doing something right. So it sounds like, um, so customer churn is, is not one of your biggest problems? It absolutely isn't. <laughs> really great to hear. When new customers come to you, what are, what are you hearing that they love about your platform? What do you do a little better or a little differently that you feel like helps you stand out? Well, because we offer solutions in 240 countries and regions, we are required to be experts in data privacy laws in every area which we serve. So, you know, taking the, the responsibility off these organizations where that's not their specialty to be, you know, a data privacy lawyer, um, you know, it really helps them be able to trust us and let us handle that for them. We, we provide a lot of education, um, which I think a lot of our competitors don't because they're not taking the time um, to do so. And so an educated client is a happy client. Um, we don't cut corners. We make sure that, that everyone's comfortable with what we're providing and they understand why it's necessary. Now, last year, I know you spent a lot of investment in, in building in deeper AI into your system. And that seems to be an area of the business that you're really focusing on. How do you use AI in this, in this business? Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, that was one of the things that I wanted to start um, this build with this company um, because it's not something I had seen before um, 
building a similar uh, platform and through any of the competitive landscape. Um, so, you know, there, it just, when we started four years ago, there was still a lot of unknowns, um, but, but learning about artificial intelligence and how we could bring it into the way we collect our data and the way we serve it up, um, it really gives us an advantage um, in all markets that use our solutions. Um, there is a couple other out there that now are following suit, but from what we understand, um, we, we were the first in the space to actually um, integrate it in and, and make it part of the, you know, um, solution that that our clients can actually see a difference you know it reduces false positives it casts a much wider net when collecting the data so there's so many benefits um, to utilizing that, te that technology and so we we were fortunate to hit the ground with that instead of trying to add it later which I think a lot of our competitors are trying to do and it's a little tougher than they think <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about Atlanta. What is it like building an enterprise software business in Atlanta? Is it um, good, bad, indifferent? What are your thoughts about the geography in this city here? Well, I am originally from Atlanta. I love Atlanta. I'm never leaving Atlanta <laughs> um, just for visits outside. But this is my home. And um, I, you know, it's a little bit intimidating, um, or I thought it was going to be to be a woman in the technology space and, and hoping that we would get the same, you know, support that, you know, a male run technology company would. Um, but I experienced exactly the opposite. I almost feel like we've been put on a pedestal because we're women and because we have developed and, you know, are providing such an awesome solution. Um, and I think a lot of people just didn't expect that. Um, so I would say that, that this support um, that I have, the, the people that are on my advisory team, um, the opportunities that we've been given specifically because we're women in technology has been amazing. Um, the, the Metro Atlanta Chamber has been a huge supporter of us since day one. And, you know, we've won grants. They, they put us on stage. They take us and, and show us off and, 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 you know, opportunities like that don't come for every company. So I think, you know, being in Atlanta has been um, a definite advantage for Vital4. So one of the things I like to do is put CEOs on the spot and ask them to name three people that have really helped their trajectory. And, and that's to call this out because, you know, we have hundreds of listeners to every episode right when it drops. And the fact is a lot of them are in the Atlanta market. That's where most of our listeners are. Right. And so there are a lot of people in the startup ecosystem that others don't know are real champions. Can you mention a few of your champions? Sure, they're not all Atlanta-based, but um, I'll start with an Atlanta-based champion of Vital4 and mine, and that is Sean O'Brien. And he is our senior advisor, and he is someone who came into the business and just a couple of years ago and has had such an impact as far as um, helping me in areas where I don't have any, ex any experience, and he does, um, connecting me with people who are now part of this organization um, that have just made a huge difference. And, and so he has been, you know, substantial as, as well as um, a gentleman by the name of Nick Roberts, and he is out of Australia, but he is a global um, compliance and employment screening expert. He's built and sold several um, data companies, one of which um, 
was sold to Thomson Reuters years ago. So he has a deep seated experience in this industry and jumped on from the very beginning and really has been our, our biggest supporter um, financially and also from a, you know, helping me, you know, get through the tough times always with the right advice. Um, it's great to be accountable to someone like him, um, which I do consider, you know, all of my advisors I'm accountable to as I am everyone in my company and, you know, everyone in my shareholders. So those two have been just, you know, amazing and, and made a big difference for me in this company. You have a lot to be proud of having built and scaled this to several million dollars of revenue already. Where would you look back as yourself, as a younger CEO and founder and say, I wish I'd known that. I wish someone had told me that. What advice would you have for your younger self? Well, there's a few things. One, um, you can do anything you put your mind to, but I think I kind of already knew that, or I hope that was true, but I know that for sure now, um, as long as you don't mind getting knocked down and get right back up and, and go for it. Um, number two, time is really never on your side but always make time for your family and friends. There's, it's a, so important and critical, especially as a woman to have work-life balance. Um, number three would be um, don't sweat the small stuff and don't get too excited about the good stuff. Um, I've learned the hard way to kind of stay even killed um, when we have successes or um, defeats. And, and that, that helps a lot um, when you're trying to manage a company because you're gonna have a lot of both. <laughs> Well, and you know, it's one of the hallmarks of leadership to just stay even killed. It's one of the things that I've also had the opportunity to, to need to learn and grow into over my years is your, your team, your people, and your customers, they just want to interact with Steady Eddie. And so yeah. <laughs> there might be, you know, a hurricane going on, but, but the, the face that needs to be there for your team, your people, your customers is, is you, present, calm, and accountable. And so it's really... I can really relate to that. And it's awesome to hear you say that. I think uh, there are a lot of leaders that never actually learned that and they're drama queens, but moving right along, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about where you're going from here with Vital4. You know, where uh, would you like to see maybe the community get behind you even more, the community that's listening to the Atlanta Startup Podcast or the community of investors at Valor? What are some things you're knocking off in the next couple of quarters as you continue to grow and scale this exciting company? Well, I think um, what is still a challenge for us is we're the, you know, the new kids on the block. And so some of the, the larger Atlanta companies um, that I, you know, have done business with myself for years as a consumer, um, you know, it's hard to get in the door. Um, we're, we're starting to establish a great, um, I'm sorry, a great um, reputation and especially here in Atlanta, but just getting, a connection is usually the best way to let someone see what you've got. Um, once we get in somewhere, typically it's a no brainer, but it's just getting in that door. I would love to work with Delta. I would love to work with Home Depot. I would love to work with some of the local banks, larger banks um, from the South. Um, we're in many different markets. So our data fills a need um, for just about every business. So it's, you know, I'd really like to see us, um, you know, grow our, our Southeastern relationships. And then eventually we're just going to take over the world. Love it. That sounds like a plan to me. And I think we can, we can work together on making sure some of those relationships get activated. And if someone's listening and, and you have a contact, 
by all means, get in touch. How should somebody call you? How should somebody reach out to Vital Four if they have a good connection, or are they happen to work at the top of HR at Delta or Home Depot? Um, easy to reach me. You can reach me through our website at vital4.net or um, you can reach me via email directly at kstafford at vital4.net or you can just um, call me on my cell. <laughs> so, I love that attitude. It's like, get it done. So we're going to end on a note about you personally. I know people are going to be very inspired by your story. How do you recharge yourself? How do you keep your your superpower, your energy moving? I don't know how I acquired the skill. Um, it must just come naturally. But when I walk out of the office, I am able to leave Vital Four behind and dedicate myself to my personal life and my family. And that has been a huge advantage for me. It doesn't mean that I'm not connected when I need to be, but I do not go home and, and worry about anything that happened at work, I'll pick it back up when it's appropriate and I'm back in my work time. So um, I think that has is, is certainly helped um, my success in my personal and business life. That reminds me of a, of a book, an oldie but goodie, Jim Collins, Good to Great. And one of the hallmarks of CEOs that he discovered that really soar, the great ones, are able to do that and are able to build executive teams like you have that you can rely on. So it's, it's not just you. That is, that is a wonderful lesson to share. Thank you so much for your time today, Kristen. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Lisa. This podcast is produced by Valor Ventures as a service to the startup and investor community. We couldn't do it without the support of our sponsors, Atlanta Tech Park, the Global Accelerator, and Right to Market, Atlanta's favorite tech and healthcare PR marketing firm. Please patronize these great companies with your business and check them out online. If you'd like to get your message on the Atlanta Startup Podcast, visit us at atlantastartuppodcast.com and look at our affordable rate card. All paid advertisements are tax deductible to the Startup Runway Nonprofit Foundation, a 501c3 whose mission is connecting underrepresented founders with their first investor.